Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a coworker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello. I know that it is difficult to really call something what it is when it's negative. I know that because I've been through it. I wanted to make excuses for it. I wanted to rationalize it. I really just justified the bad things that were happening. And then I woke up. And that was a long time ago, and that's why I really want to do this show so regularly. I want you to understand you're not alone. I know how isolating and marginalizing it feels to have a person in your life, a parent, a partner, a boss, a friend, who's always making you wrong and always finding fault with you. So today I want to talk about something so serious. It is so important to kind of wake up and smell the herbal tea, because if you don't, it'll keep going on, right? And when I'm working with folks, and you know I have clients all over the world because I work with video conferencing, this is common stuff. The hijackles, those pesky people, those relentlessly difficult people, it doesn't matter what the psychological diagnosis is, these are the people who hijack relationships for their own purposes. They're out for themselves, and then they relentlessly scavenge them for power and status and control over and over and over. And sometimes we had a parent like that, so when we get a partner like this, it seems uncomfortably comfortable and familiar, and yet we're not happy. You can always find me. I'm at fourrelationshiphelp.com. I have products for you. You can go to fourrelationshiphelp.com and see my e-course. I highly recommend you take it. It's called Seeing the Cycles, What You Need to Know About Toxic Manipulative People. If you're still not sure that you're with one, get my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal. Go to hijackals.com and you spell that the way you really would think. Hijack, A-L-S.com, hijackals.com. I do all this, as I said, because I've been there. I've done that. I have got the nasty video. I have the ragged t-shirt and I put it back together and I'm helping you do the same. So today I want to talk about something that is really important. It's you need to be able to see the difference between a rough patch, which happens in every relationship, the difference between going through a rough patch and when it is really abuse. 
I know none of us wants to think of ourselves as being abused or allowing someone to abuse us. And then we have the part of us that says, oh, no, the other person's just going through a rough patch. They don't really mean to be like that. When you have those conversations in your head, know that something has happened to you at a deep level when you were younger because you need to be able to see abuse when it's right in front of you. So is what you're going through or watching someone else go through just a rough patch or is it actually abuse? Too many people put up with bad behaviors that they make excuses for and they put up with and these things are really abusive and they need to stop and that's why we need to recognize abuse when it's happening. Really, you need to be able to call it abuse. So I'm going to give you some ways to make sure you know that it is. Because no one likes to think that they're being abused, as I said. So you, like so many other people, are likely uncomfortable with the idea that it might be abuse. You don't want to think of the other person that way. You don't want to think of yourself as being abused. So what is abuse? How is it defined? Well, on dictionary.com, it's defined this way. To use wrongly or improperly. Whoa, that happens. Misuse. That happens. To abuse one's authority. Well, they make up that they're the authority and then they abuse. To treat someone in a harmful, injurious, or offensive way. Okay, they don't have to beat you up. They can just do that with their language. To speak insultingly, harshly, and unjustly to or about another person? Oh, yeah. To commit sexual assault on? Maybe. Oh, here's a big one. Harshly or coarsely insulting language. That's abuse. And bad or improper treatment or maltreatment. Well, we can see that one. But do you begin to recognize all the different shades of abuse? There's no getting away from it when someone treats you in a degrading, mean, discounting, and dismissive way, it's likely abuse. It's not just them having a bad day. They are having power and control over you by their behavior, or at least they're hoping to. And if you're smart, if you're wise, you speak up the first time it happens and you say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not acceptable. It can't happen again. And the second time it happens, you tell them that if it happens again, you are either going to leave or you're going to insist on getting help as a couple if you've been together for a while. And if he or she refuses, that's the moment you draw your line in the sand. And if it happens again, you're done. No more chances. Got that? Okay. I know you're probably saying, oh, I've, I've, done that over and over and over again. Well, today's a fresh start. Today, you can do it differently from this moment on. Because I know it's easier said than done, especially when you have children and property and financial issues and other concerns that you have to consider. However, and I've said this on many, many podcast episodes, you must, must, must express and maintain your boundaries. And that might mean making a clear plan for leaving if it's your partner who is the abuser. 
Now, if it's a parent, you can distance yourself. You don't have to be anywhere near them. And hopefully, after today's broadcast, you'll recognize abuse more easily. And that's a good thing. But if you don't have strong boundaries that you express and maintain, you know what'll happen. You'll turn yourself into a pretzel and then eventually you'll end up being a doormat and you'll hate it and then you won't know what to do about it. So verbal abuse, degrading, dismissive, belittling, unnecessary. You can recognize that abuse because you know mean when you hear it. Don't for a minute think you deserve it. Nobody should speak to another human that way. That's verbal abuse. Got that one? That's pretty clear. But emotional abuse is a little harder to let yourself recognize. Not so difficult from my point of view. When people come to see me, I can recognize emotional abuse quite quickly. But when you're in it, you know, there's all that edging one way and then the other and shuffling around and maybe it'll get better and, oh, they didn't mean it and all that kind of stuff going on. And you get confused. You kind of lose the plot. And that's why you come and we talk. And remember, don't ever let distance or geography be a reason you don't talk to me because we can do it by video conferencing on your phone. So it's right as close as your phone. But this emotional abuse it can be hard to see from the inside because you want to justify and rationalize and make excuses for the other person. You might say, well, they don't really mean it. They're having a bad day. Or, you know, they had a really rough childhood. They don't know any different. We just have to have compassion. Or they're going through a tough time right now. Or they don't know any different. Well, it's not your job to teach somebody how they should behave in the world. They're supposed to come to you fully formed and have a healthy outlook. <laughs> but that doesn't happen frequently. But here in this situation, you know, you need to recognize that there are no excuses. And when somebody treats you poorly, when they speak to you poorly, when they frequently do that, not just an angry outburst and a on a bad day, but when they have lots of angry outbursts and lots of bad days and you're always the target, then you can't be excusing abuse because you're enabling it. I know it sounds harsh, but that's the truth. If you don't speak up, if you don't get help, if you don't say no more, if you don't set your boundaries, if you don't maintain the boundaries, if you don't have consequences when the boundaries are crossed, then you are participating in this. Yeah, I know it sounds harsh, but it's the truth. You can't be an active participant in abuse a moment longer because you matter. And you need to matter to yourself at such a depth that you will not allow other humans to abuse you or to be abusive around you. You know, it happens. People abuse others in a lot of ways. Today, maybe we're talking about emotional and verbal abuse mostly, but there are lots of other kinds of abuse, and that's beyond physical and sexual abuse. There's spiritual abuse, financial abuse. They abuse their friends. They, they walk all over other people. There are all kinds of abuse. So let's just think about it. Abusing children is terrible, right? 
Yet, whatever makes it less terrible to be abused as an adult? Why do we have that distinction? If someone were abusing us or we were watching someone abusing a child, we would say, hey, stop doing that. That's no good. I hope you would anyway. But when somebody is abusing another adult, oh, I don't want to get involved. Oh, maybe they have their reasons. Oh, well. And if that's the way you talk to yourself, it's time to wake up and smell that herbal tea I mentioned. Because here's a definition from childwelfare.gov, and it's accurate for teens, children, and adults. Abuse is any act, any act including confinement, isolation, verbal assault, humiliation, intimidation, that's a big one, infantilization, or any other treatment that may diminish the sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. Got that? Any treatment that may diminish the sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. Whoa, let that sink in for a minute. I don't know about you, but I had two parents who were good at that. And I was an only child, so I got a double whammy. Then, of course, I thought that that was kind of normal. And I then had a relationship, or two or ten, because, of course, when you have been raised by hijackals, that's all you know, and so you become hijackal bait. People are attracted to you because you've already been groomed, and you don't even know it because you're a kid and your brain doesn't finish growing till you're 25. So don't beat yourself up for a moment if this happened to you. Just listen to my words today and say, oh, today's the day. I am no longer going to miss calling it abuse because that's what it is. So hijackals love to diminish your sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. That's what they get up for every day. They don't plan to. It's just the way that they are. That's the only way they know to survive in the world. Get that. They don't get up in the morning to say, how can I make your life miserable? This is who they are. This is how they have been raised in order to survive in the world. And they love to and have to in order to get supremacy, in order to be superior. They have to diminish your sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. That's what they live for to make you feel small and worthless so that they can feel big and worthy. Are they? No, but that's the dynamic that's going on. So recognize abuse like that. So these hijackals, those relentlessly difficult people who hijack relationships for their own purpose, you know, you need to know about them. Remember, I told you, go and get my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal. If you have any question at all of what I'm talking about, go get it. It's at hijackals.com, hijackals.com. So <clears throat> we're talking about psychological abuse. That's what emotional abuse is. It's psychological abuse. Maybe it's chronic verbal aggression. That certainly goes along with it. So let's just look at a list of things that might be happening that could be things that your hijackal denies doing and denies that they're doing them to be hurtful. 
Maybe they yell and swear and bully you. Ah, and you wash it off as, oh, they're angry. That's what they do. No, that's abuse. They yell, they swear, and they bully you on a regular basis. Or maybe you say she or he likes to keep you where you can have power over you. So they isolate you. They try to keep you away from your friends and they try and marginalize you and keep you to themselves where they have control. Or he or she calls you names at home or in public or worse, in front of the children. Okay, got that? They demean you in front of your children. No, no, no. Okay, maybe he or she needs that power over you and so you're often shut out or ignored or that absolutely insanely ridiculous silent treatment that gets no one anywhere, no one at all. Or maybe you're threatened, threatened to keep you in your place, to keep you on your toes, to keep you uncertain. Hijackals love to keep you uncertain in chaos. They love to keep you in ambiguity. They'll say, well, maybe we'll do that, but they'll never nail it down. They love to keep the ambiguity. And then when you say, I thought we were going here on Saturday, they say, oh, that was all in your mind. There you go again. You're stupid. So they like to threaten you and keep you in your place. Or when you don't do what they want in any moment, they'll become instantly enraged and threatening. And that's way out of proportion to what you're talking about. They go off like a Roman candle. They go from zero to 60 in a second. And then you start tiptoeing around them and walking on those proverbial eggshells. That's abuse. So are any of these sounding familiar? These are not rough patches. This is abuse. And hijackals will go to any lengths to make themselves right and any lengths to make you wrong. Think about that. You know, some days you can't even say anything that they will accept. That's abuse. Because power and control is what it's all about. Oh, and let, don't even get me started. Are you making excuses for an abuser? That's common. Of course, you'll make excuses. Eventually, they'll even train you to think it's your fault that they're being abusive. So not for another minute, right? You're going to listen to this today and you're going to say, that's abuse and it's not going to happen anymore. And don't spend one quick second beating yourself up. It's what you do because you take the blame for what's going on and it's time to stop doing that. And yes, you'll need help to do that. I'm always available to you. Go to forrelationshiphelp.com. You can have an initial one-hour consultation for only $97. We'll find out what's going on, what kind of help you need, get you some good insights right away and a couple of strategies. Then we'll decide how to proceed from there. But go to forrelationshiphelp.com slash join and make that appointment right away. You deserve it. You matter. You need to figure this out. forrelationshiphelp.com slash join and get that one hour consultation because you need this kind of help. It's the only way to stop it. And 
after you've stopped it, you need to continue the help to make sure that you never, ever, ever find it acceptable again. And it's a pattern. You were learning all of this before your brain was fully developed, so it's hard to get it out of your head and out of your way of being and out of your way of thinking about yourself. And that's why it takes longer than you would like in order to recover and work with somebody. But don't worry, we'll get the job done. So what do you do when you recognize that it is abuse? Well, if there's physical or sexual abuse, simply make a plan and leave. And the simply is the make a plan part. Leaving, I know, is difficult. In fact, run if you can, but don't run until you have reported it to the police. Make sure they're aware of your situation as often as possible. Know you're not bothering them. That's what they're there for. You need to tell them every time something happens to you because it creates documentation and helps you later on. Now, that's what you do if there's physical or sexual abuse. But if there's no physical or sexual abuse, I suggest you do your own work first before you leave. And why? Because you'll gather the strength and the courage and the strategies and the insights that will help greatly when you are making that decision to leave and when you are separating and divorcing. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but if you get some help to bolster your self-esteem and assertiveness and boundaries before you leave, you'll be in better shape after you leave. And many of my clients tell me they're so glad they did that because their instinct was to run, but when they were not really unsafe because there wasn't physical or sexual abuse and they didn't run. We made a plan and they had more money, more custody, more of everything because they made a rational plan. So if your hijackal has hijacked the family finances, and that's way too common, you can invite the hijackal to come along to sessions with you. And we can find ways to see what strategies might work. What I found is hijackals like to come along because they're confident they're going to get me on their side, believing their side of things. And then you feel doubly wounded because both the hijackal and the counselor are telling you it's your fault. But in my case, that will never happen because I have hijackal radar. So that's why you must get help from someone like me who specializes in handling hijackals. You need that hijackal radar. Mine is always on extreme. And in my practice, I work in packages of sessions because hijackals come along with you and then they get angry and they leave. And because you have that package of sessions, you are left with the rest of the sessions already paid for to get the help you need. And it often works that way. But in the meantime, start thinking in different terms. Everything the hijackal says about you is likely a lie made up to make you feel small, insignificant, and wrong. You got to understand that usually what the hijackal says about you is a deep truth about him or her. This is what we call projection and hijackals do it all the time. 
If he or she accuses you of cheating, it's likely that he or she is cheating, and so on. So think about this when you're listening to the rants that they're going through. Don't respond with denials. That just fuels the fire. Say something like, I think that what you're accusing me of is what you were doing. Say it quietly and repeatedly, not an accusation, not a threat, just a fact. The hijacker won't like it at all, but you'll feel better. And it's a step towards recovering yourself. So I hope by my energy today, because you can tell that I have a head of steam about this, know that there is a big difference between an occasional wrong, mean outburst in anger that your partner apologizes for and doesn't do for a long time and abuse. Abuse happens often. You need to recognize it and start planning to get away from it now. And I'm happy to help you. Remember, there's lots of videos on my YouTube channel for relationship help. Go subscribe over there. I have a weekly live stream, Monday evenings at six o'clock Pacific time. Come join in the chat. Ask your questions. Become a member of my optimized circles, a very inexpensive way to get really great information in one place that will help you walk through this. Believe me, I'm doing everything that I can to help you. And I hope you will do everything you can to help yourself to recognize that it's time to stop making excuses for the bad behavior of other people and believe that you deserve to be treated with respect because you matter. And I want you to see that and behave that And I hope we get a chance to talk soon. Come and find me at 4relationshiphelp.com. And in the meantime, take very good care of yourself. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want. And that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4relationshiphelp.com, F-O-R-relationshiphelp.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4relationshiphelp. Join me for next week's show.